Hey there, welcome in to another edition of What Barry's Talking About. From Barry 360, I'm Dan Blakely. On this week's program, cold weather coming and likely a hike in natural gas prices. We serve up some money-saving tips. Is he the strongest man in Barry? Might be, and Mitchell Hooper is proving himself on the international stage. But first, housing prices continue to fall. A correction says some. How long will it last? What's it all mean? Barry 360's Ian McLennan gets some inside info from local realtor Parker Coulter. The Barry Industry Association of Realtors came out with their latest round of monthly stats, indicating a readjusting of the local real estate market, specifically Barry, continued in September. Um, one question people always ask is, is it a buyer's market, is it a seller's market? It's, it's always a bit of a game, I guess. What what what's what is the you know the situation now from your perspective? It's uh, it's definitely shifted. I mean, we've been experiencing a, a seller's market for quite some time now, but it's it's undoubtedly a buyer's market at at this point. Uh, if if you're in the market, you're looking, you have choice. There's no. Uh, no doubt about that right now. Yeah, new listings, uh, the indicator are holding up remarkably well. That was their quote. Inventory is, uh, compared to last year, is is up quite significantly. I mean, we're, we're uh, certainly not apples to oranges, but um, there, there's a ton on the market. Days on market has increased. If you're going out to look look to a home you're you're going to find a lot of options and and you're going to be able to negotiate i mean the days of bidding wars are long behind us yeah we had you know about a year ago there was almost like everybody you it was you were fighting for that home with other people and almost you were you were pricing yourself above what what was being asked for then that's changed totally totally it's it's night and day i mean you you're more likely to see a home today and and this is this is a stat uh, come off the market than sell or see a price adjustment. For the home buyer, what factors do they have to think about now before they sell, before they buy, as we see with mortgage rates and interest rates going up? What advice would, would you give as a professional? It's it's a complex question because it depends what you're looking to do. Everybody And everybody's situation financially is different too, right? Exactly. If, if you're looking to get into a bigger home, it's it's a great time to sell. You're, you, you know, uh, a 20% decrease in prices, uh, from the highs is a lot more significant in a $1.5 million house than it is in a million dollar house. So, you know, upsizing, there's a lot of advantages right now, but, you know, downsizing, you can take equity out of your home and invest in, you know, maybe a stock, the stock market, which has been beat up. But it, it, it you know, that's why you want to talk to somebody because it is, it's a multi-step, multi-consideration plan. So yeah, it, it really depends on your situation. If I was a first-time home buyer today, I mean, you got to look at rates, you got to look at pricing, you got to look at monthly payments. Even if you can qualify, is it the right time? And and those are, you know, some pretty hard questions. The Bank of Canada came out and said, prepare for more interest rate hikes. And and I mean, the next one's end of the month, so I'd probably want to see what they do there. And again, um, more critical for first-time home buyers, though, because we hear the story where you know people's the mortgage rates have gone up and they're paying far more than they a month a month than they were back in the summer or the beginning of the year. I wish I could quote uh, who who puts this out. It might be the Bank of Canada or uh, another form of some of uh, some form. But to own a home today, to buy a home today, uh, is the most expensive it's ever been in in the history of since this stat has uh, has been recorded. In the the uh, late '80s, early '90s, interest rates skyrocketed. People were dedicating at the height 57 percent of their income uh, to housing. Today, the average for Canada is 60 percent. You start to get towards si- big cities like Toronto and Vancouver, that can climb up all the way to 90 percent. Like 
it's a huge chunk of your income to be putting towards just housing. It's a luxury, though, for anybody to be a homeowner right now, you know, good and bad and different. What do you say long range? Yes, we're expecting another interest rate in October, and that's likely to to continue, yeah. um, trying to get a, a handle on inflation. You're not a financial planner. You know, you should go there. But what, what advice yeah. do you give as, as, a, as a professional in the real estate market right now? Again, you've got to caution when looking too far forward, but... I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of evidence and, and in the Bank of Canada's tone right now, you know, we've been increasing rates now for several months. We've gone from an inflation rate of roughly 8%. I think we maybe hit 8.1 at one point, came down to 7 A lot of that had to do with fuel. We're probably going to see uh, inflation. I don't know if we're going to chip away at it as much as they had hoped. Um, we're probably going to see interest rates go up quite a bit here. So for a lot of people... Um, you want to start thinking ahead. Like a, we've got a lot of clients that maybe have three years left on their um, their rate hold on their mortgage, but three years isn't that far down the road. And and if you're you know locked in at two percent, and assuming we're going to see higher rates here, can you handle five and a half? Um, so like these are some considerations that people have to start thinking about, even if you know they're three years out. I'd encourage them to start thinking now because this could take a long time. And, you know, we went through a similar economic time in the late 80s, early 90s. It took 10 years for the market to recover to the highs. Um, So, I mean, I'm not saying 10 years. Things seem to happen faster now. But, like, this isn't necessarily going to be like it was in you know, 2017 when we saw a quick pullback and then then things jumped up again. I I think it's going to take more time. And um, where are the buyers coming from? Or, um, what are you seeing? I, I mean, to be honest, like, and the data here shows that we're way down on buyers. Transaction volume is down. Um, so the buyers that are coming to the market today are primarily somebody who has sold. And they are, like we talked about earlier, they're looking to upsize. They're looking to downsize something of that nature. We're not seeing a lot of first-time home buyers. It's an extremely hard time to get into the market being a first-time home buyer. Some advice, some insight into the current and future real estate market from Parker Coulter, founder and owner of Parker Coulter Realty Brokerage in Barrie. How fit are you? Probably don't come close to Barry's Mitchell Hooper, who has entered and won some of those strongest man competitions. Are Will Conkin caught up with him between chin-ups? So um, just uh, quick, could you give a description of what strongman is? It's basically uh, a sport that encompasses all elements of strength and power uh, to determine who can move things from A to B, who can take things up off the ground, and who can press things overhead uh, the best, the heaviest, the most number of times, the fastest, and every cop is different. And then uh, what moment ignited your drive to try Strongman? Uh, it's really just the community elements of it for me. When I started it, I saw the support that people were getting who had not played any sports before, really tight the community and that love for it really just drove me to, to get to the top. What has been your biggest accomplishment so far in the sport? Which one stands out the most to you or that you're most proud of maybe? Well, there's a couple. So, they're all this year. I'm, I'm quite new to the sport. So I came eighth at World's Strongest Man this year and I won the Arnold Classic Championship in the UK three weeks ago. And then this past weekend, I just won the uh, Science Live World Tour Finals, which is the last major World Strongest Man competition before World Strongest Man next year. Ah, so your trajectory seems to be on the upward for sure, right? Yeah, big time. I've been in the sport for 
about three years now. Uh, I was very lucky to get an invite to Worlds, and then I've been steadily improving since. I've I've been on uh, six podiums in a row since World Songs Day. How did you get the the nickname, the Moose? Oh, I, I started competing over in Australia, and uh, someone in the crowd shouted that at me, and it just sort of stuck over there. That's pretty unique. And I came back, and I think I'm the third or fourth Moose in Canada. Uh, I'd be the most well known, but uh, I embrace the others. The more, the merrier. What is your favorite event in strongman? Uh, my best event is the Yoke, and I've been dubbed as the best of all time at the Yoke, which is basically putting a heavy weight on your shoulders and walking it from A to B. Uh, at the Arnold UK, the competition that I won, uh, I set a world record by taking a 500-kilo yoke, 10 meters, in 5.7 seconds. Oh, wow. I think the strength in my uh, lower limbs really carries me through, particularly in my, my shins, with those smaller muscles. Uh, I think for me, it's just second nature, and it's something that I don't really need to train, and, and right now, I'd be the best in the world at that event. What's uh, your next goal in the sport? You've accomplished a lot in such a short amount of time, like we were saying. What is the next mountain to climb for you? Well, at this stage, I'm going to go into World Strongest Man next year as one of the favorites. So I think being able to go in and win that title is uh, is something that's definitely on the cards. But for me, it's about being able to use this to, to leverage myself to impact as many people as possible and, and to push forward the, the general health and hopefully inspire people who don't necessarily exercise otherwise. To you, why is physical activity important? And why is it important to perform movements, lifts, and exercises correctly? If you can exercise regularly, if you can move regularly, you stave off all these chronic diseases that are becoming uh, endemic in our society, whether it's heart disease, diabetes, uh, or just living with general chronic pain. There's, there's so many people out there who have back pain for 20 years and, shoulder pain for 20 years and they just assume that that's their life and really there's a much better option for them. That was Mitchell Hooper, professional strongman and director of Longevity Nexum in Barrie. What Barry's talking about is a weekly podcast featuring the best Barry has to offer and more. You can make it easy to connect by subscribing to What Barry's Talking About through most podcast distributors. Still to come on What Barry's Talking About, some tips for saving money on home heating this winter. Now this... This is your Cool Concert Listing. Hey there, it's Amy with this week's Cool Concert Listings. Monaskin, a rise to history in Toronto, November 21st and 22nd. Fair Naked Ladies will be at Casino Rama, November 25th. Sarah McLaughlin will also be at Casino Rama, November 26th. November 26th, Three Days Grace will be at the Sadlin Arena, Arcade Fire, and the We Tour with guest Beck comes to the Scotiabank Arena December 1st. This has been this week's Cool Concert Listings. My name is Amy, and for more information and details, you can head on over to 1075coolfm.com. Barry's Best Mix, 1075 Cool FM. This is what Barry's talking about. From Barry360, I'm Dan Blakely. Winter's coming, and with it, a hike in the cost of natural gas. Hasn't been approved yet, but Enbridge has applied to the Ontario Energy Board for an increase that could add 100 bucks to the average annual gas bill. That was enough for us to put a call into Simon Bernath at FurnacePrices.ca for some tips on how to keep heating costs down. Simon, what's the, what's the biggest thing we do or do not do when it comes to trying to keep warm and keep costs in check? Well, I, w- I would say one thing is that maybe not everyone always thinks about, but is to not waste the energy you've already paid for. So, for instance, uh, like a good thing you can do and that you should do every year 
is to uh, just check all of the seals around your windows and doors. I know in my own home, uh, one of the doors had, you know, the, the ceiling had worn off. And so hot air will just flow out during the winter. And so that's easy to fix. Any hardware store, you know, you can go and buy simple kits and those will help you seal that up. So that's a great uh, simple starting point. Uh, replacing your filter, your furnace filter, can really, you know, uh, not force your furnace to work uh, as hard. Uh, and so that's something you should be doing at least twice a year. Or if you have uh, furry animals in the house, probably more often. That's right. It's, uh, it's great for air quality as well. You talked about sealing up your house. I've been fortunate. The last house I was in, I could set the thermostat at 68 year-round, and it was always very comfortable. The house was uh, 10 years old, so it, it was uh, sealed up pretty well. Never had to touch the thermostat. It was always very comfortable, never went away from 68, whether it was the summer or the winter. Well, that's perfect, yeah. Uh, newer homes tend to be like that. Older ones, not so much. If you have older windows and doors, you know those transparent um, Kits that you can buy that you can apply over the windows for older windows, those are great too. Can you still get those plastic coating things for windows? I, I like It's like saran wrap for a window. I, 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 I haven't seen them that often. Basically, you can. I've actually had to use them in the past as well. I mean, they're cheap. A little bit of a, a pain to, you know, to set up, but you do it once and it's good for the whole season. And that can really make a difference because that really adds a, a really nice thick pocket of air there. I can, uh, I can uh, suggest a few more things if sure. you like. Uh, certainly if you have an older thermostat, speaking of thermostats, um, you know, the manual ones, it's a great uh, idea to replace it with a, a modern smart thermostat. Um, you know, not only will those, can those save you up to kind of 20, 25% at times um, on your heating and cooling costs, uh, they're just a lot more convenient too. You know, it'll automatically lower the temperature at night or when you're away at work. Um, you can use the app to monitor, um, you know, if you're away uh, on vacation or something, or you're coming home early, you can, you know, adjust the temperature remotely. So they're, they're great for, for convenience and saving money, um, you know. And, of course, beyond that, you can, you can then get into kind of upgrading if you have an old furnace, old windows and doors, insulation, things like that. Uh, it costs a bit more money up front, obviously, um, although there are some government programs uh, which, which can help with that. Let's talk about those uh, government programs and what can people get into? Sure. Um, so speaking of Enbridge, Enbridge does actually have their own uh, program. It's up to about $5,000 that you can get for various home upgrades. Uh, and the federal government through their Greener Homes program also has uh, up to about $5,000. And then there's an additional sort of loan component um, but the $5,000 is basically a credit that you can get. Now, there's a, a few hoops you need to jump to. You need to do an energy audit before and after by, like, a certified uh, professional. Um, but that, you know, can go a long way towards uh, helping you sort of upgrade, say, an old uh, furnace that might, might be much less efficient and reli- uh, less reliable. Um, and people can get more information about all these programs on our website. There's too many to sort of, uh, you know, list uh, here, and it depends sort of on where you are and what you're upgrading. But, um, yeah, furnaceprice.ca, we do have some information on that as well. Thing is, I guess there are two ways to go with this. You can complain about it or you can do something about it. <laughs> that's exactly it, you know. We all do enjoy complaining about it because, let's face it, we all have to deal with it. But, uh, you know, pairing that with a, a, little bit of, uh, a little bit of hard work can certainly go a long way as well. 
Now, one of the, the best things that I've done over the years, too, is we don't get a lot of sunny days in the, in the wintertime, but when we do, open the blinds, open the drapes, let that sun beat in. That's exactly right. It's a bit like a greenhouse effect. It, uh, it sort of heats the home up, and then at night, if you close the curtains, that can provide a bit of extra insulation there when it uh, gets cold out and the sun's not shining. All right. What other tips do you have? In that vein, another sort of free and simple thing is you could, um, you know, use a, a fan to, especially a ceiling fan, to kind of circulate uh, warm air. Especially if you have a bit higher ceilings, you know, the, the heat can sort of pool near the uh, near the ceiling, and uh, you know, making sure all of the vents are unobstructed. And of course, you can also lower your thermostat a couple degrees if you're, um, you know, comfortable putting on a nice warm sweater, a blanket, you know, cuddle up on the couch and watch Netflix or something. If you lower the temperature down, sort of every degree you lower the temperature, you can save about 1% to 3% on your, uh, on your heating costs. So, uh, you know, even a couple degrees over the course of the entire season can make a big difference. Simon, thanks so much for your advice today and your time, and uh, we'll look forward to a warm, kind of toasty winter. Great. Thank you very much for having me. Simon Bernath is CEO of FurnacePrices.ca, a source for heating and cooling information and a source perhaps for saving you some money this winter. And we are done for another week. Thanks to Will, Ian, and Amy for their contributions and to Matt Ladder for piecing it together technically. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to What Barry's Talking About, rate it, review it. You can also keep up with What Barry's Talking About on Facebook and Twitter at Barry360 and on our website, barry360.com. I'm Dan Blakely. Hope you'll join us again next week.